This is Brother John Metter, and I preach in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray everyone's doing well. I want to go ahead and get right into our scriptures. We're seeing God reveal Himself in a great way, and what I want to talk to you about today is dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. So let's go to Psalms 91. And before we do, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, by your righteous name, Jesus, we come before you today and we ask for your mercy, your wisdom, your grace, and your understanding. And Lord, if there's ever been a time where we need the eyes of our understanding enlightened according to the revelation and knowledge and wisdom of your word, we need it now, Master. God, open our understanding. Grant unto thy peoples, Lord, that they have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what your Spirit is speaking to the earth. Lord, let it be so. Paul said in Ephesians, the first chapter, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his heritage in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Lord, we need our understanding, the eyes of our understanding enlightened. We give you honor and praise and glory for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, be with us today. Amen. And I'm going to go to Ephesians 1 and 17 before I go to Psalms 91. And this is what Paul said, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, uh, Paul was praying here or writing here that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You know, we, if we've ever been in a day when we need to understand the scriptures and we need God to open his word to us, we're in it now. You know, Paul had a great visitation on that road to Damascus. And once he uh, had that visitation and God began to work in his life, Paul made this statement in the book of Galatians, uh, verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem, to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. So Paul, uh, when he got his visitation, 
he went to seek the Lord. They said he spent three and a half years out uh, around the Arabian desert fasting and praying and seeking the Lord just enough to keep himself alive. But in verse 11, he said this of Galatians 1, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews of religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, me and more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. And I tell people, when I come to the Lord at 19, I've been raised in church all of my life. Uh, didn't know one thing about doctrine when I accepted the Lord and fully turned to Him at 19 years of age. I knew two things. I knew Jesus saved and Jesus healed. I didn't know anything about doctrine. I could tell you about anybody, basically any uh, character uh, in the Bible, any famous individual, anybody written up in the Scriptures because I've heard them preached and taught about their life, you know, all of my life. But when it comes to knowing what the Word taught as far as clean living or doctrine or righteousness or holiness, I didn't know anything. And this is what Paul is saying here, that what I preached, what God has revealed to me, I didn't know it of man, neither was I taught it by man. That's the way I was. When I come to the Lord, I immediately begin to pray and to fast and to seek God in prayer. I spent hours a day in prayer, days in the week in fasting, and hours studying the Word. I was so hungry to find the truth of God's Word and the revelation of His Word. And it's like Paul uh, said uh, that the gospel... For I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. I was taught God's word by the spirit of his revelation, how he revealed it to me. Uh, I, the Lord started dealing with me to uh, study his word and pray, like I said, and seek him and I was so hungry, and I'd go to a church, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone, but I'd go to a church, and I'd sit in the back, and uh, I would listen to the minister, and if the Lord told me that was his truth, I would listen. Uh, if he didn't, if he told me that wasn't right, I would get up and leave, and I'd done that listening to radio. I'd turn the radio on and be listening, and the Lord said, that's truth, listen to it. And I'd listen to it. If he told me it wasn't, I'd turn it off. Same way, listening to cassette tapes. Uh, I'd be listening to a cassette tape somebody gave me or uh, some of service I was in or something. I'd get a tape and I'd, uh, or people would give me tapes. I was so hungry and I'd listen to them. If the Lord told me that was truth, I'd go and listen to it. If it wasn't, then I'd uh, take it out of my player and get rid of it. So... 
what I'm saying here, what is in me, what has been placed in me, is not uh, the revelation of man, it's not the doctrine of man, but what I have received and what I preach is by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, uh, I want you to know and understand that God is revealing Himself, and God revealed Himself to Paul uh, in many different situations, but Paul was hungry for God. He had a desire to know, and Paul had a lot of knowledge and understanding of the the law by knowledge because he, he studied it. And uh, Paul gets to talking about himself over in Philippians, the third chapter. He goes on and says, uh, Though I might also, in the fourth verse, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, is touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law. He said, I was blameless, but what things were gained to me. In other words, what things in the scriptures Paul counted gain. He he made the statement, he said, those I counted lost, what things were gained to me before I come to the Lord, before I had my visitation, those I counted lost, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I might win Christ. So Paul counted everything in the natural that he had lost, his position in the Sanhedrin court, his position in the council of the city, his position uh, as sitting at the feet of Galmeo, one of the greatest scholars there was at that time. He said, I count all these things lost and what I'd achieved, you know, persecuting the church and the name I'd made for myself. But this he said, and being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead." Paul was pressing toward a place in Christ. He, he, he quoted later in that Philippians, he said that I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. He saw the fullness of God revealed in a resurrected Christ. And he said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And there is a place in Christ that we need to come to that our generation, nobody in our generation has ever stepped into this place like the apostles of the early church. But I'm telling you, children, it is coming. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. A mighty visitation of God's Spirit is 
being revealed is being revealed to those that will hunger and thirst after righteousness. The Word of God says you shall be filled. You're going to be filled with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have no righteousness of ourselves, but our righteousness comes through Him and by Him taking His abode in us. And this was back in the 90s. And the Lord spoke this into my spirit. Uh, and I want to uh, take you there. Uh, it's in Psalms 91. I want to take you there. And this is what it says in Psalms 91. Hang on. Let me get back there. I had it. Lost it. Uh, but I want, I want to take you to this scripture. And this was uh, probably back in 97, if I remember right. But anyway, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Now, uh, what David wrote here is all spiritual references. We know that God is spirit. We know that God does not cast a shadow. We know that God does not have wings or feathers, so all these have spiritual meanings. But David saw a place in God. In that first verse, he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. You know, the word secret means mystery. So he that dwelleth in that mysterious place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Of the Almighty. I can't tell you what all these things mean at the moment. All I know is God is opening things up. You know, when you go on and you look in verse 4, it said, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust, shall be thy, he is true, shall be thy shield and buckler. You know, Jesus uh, made a quote in the Gospels. He said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen doth gather its chicks under its wings. Maybe that is the reference that David saw. And he, uh, you know, uh, if you've ever been out in the country uh, and you've been around chickens, if there's a shadow comes over a chicken hawk or maybe even a crow or something, they cast a shadow like a chicken hawk, that... A uh, mother hen, if she's got biddies, that rooster will uh, make a sound and that mother hen will cluck to them biddies and them biddies will come running and get up under that mother hen's wings. I've seen them uh, hear that rooster make that sound and they'd start clucking to them biddies and while they was clucking, they was on the run for cover to get under something and all them little biddies would be running to get up under that mama's wing and she'd find a place 
where that chicken hawk couldn't get to her and she would hunker down over them biddies with them biddies up under her wings to protect them. Maybe that's what uh, David saw. Maybe that's what he's talking about. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. We've got to learn to trust in God in all things, but uh, the Lord spoke this scripture to me and began to deal with me. And I saw great revivals break out all over the United States. And then they started around the world. I've been telling people for years now, for over 20 years, there's coming a revival that's going to be like the book of Acts and is going to get greater than the book of Acts. And we're going to see souls saved. And we're going to see uh, thousands of souls saved. We're going to see people added to the church daily such as should be saved according to Acts the second chapter, the very last verse in Acts chapter 2, when uh, Peter preached on the day of Pentecost and told him in Acts 2.38 to, re- to repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sin. Then he went on and said, You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and uh, he went on and talked like that. And uh, at that time, he uh, seen God's Spirit begin to move. And hold on, I'm going over there. Uh, For the promise is unto you in verse 39, and unto your children and all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, save yourself from this untoward or this sinful, wicked, ungodly generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Never uh, in this nation have we seen 3,000 souls. Now I've been in India and seen thousands upon thousands come to the Lord in an altar call. But never in America have I seen 3,000 people. And I'm talking about in my meetings or other ministers that I work around. Never have I seen 3,000 souls added to God's people, added to the church. And it goes on and down and says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many signs and wonders were done. By the apostles, you don't see signs and wonders done anymore. But it's because we've got to have a turning back to the true Spirit of God. We've got to have a turning back to the truth. And holy men like Peter and Paul and uh, John and those great apostles of the New Testament have got to step back on the scene and begin to declare the gospel of the kingdom to begin to declare God's truths and God will confirm His word with signs following. And the gospel that's got to be preached is the kingdom because it was the witness. It was the witness. They preached it in the book of Acts. Jesus preached it. The apostles preached it. And in Hebrews 2 and 4, and it says, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost 
according to his own will. That is God's word. He bore them witness here. It says that God bore them witness with great miracles. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders. And signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. We're going to see it again. People are going to get so hungry for God, they're going to be willing to sell possessions to send the gospel and send out a move that's going to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Souls are going to be saved. People are coming out of depression and off of drugs. Don't give up on this vision. Without a vision, the Word says the people perish. And in verse 46, it says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with single with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved and that's what I'm ready to see is a visitation that is going to happen daily we've started going from house to house we're having great success in our home prayer meeting as well as our services there at the church in LJ. So I want to encourage you, fight for this faith. It's time to pray. It's time to seek the face of God for this nation, for our leaders. It's time for God to settle down all this confusion and this division and this hatred that's in our nation. It is a spirit uh, of division. It is a force of hell to be reckoned with. Uh, and I want you to know that it's the only thing that can put it down is uh, a working of the Spirit of God is the only thing that can put a stop to this. Uh, it's the only thing that can do it. So I, I saw this great move of God break out in 96, 97, somewhere in there. And I was... Uh, a few weeks later, I was walking across a parking lot, and it was one of those days that I think the sun was pretty much right above me or in that position. Uh, you know, there's a time the sun can shine different directions, and your shadow will be several feet long, and there's a time when the sun shines down on you, your shadow's really, really short. With this particular time, my shadow was really, really short, maybe just a couple of feet long, and the voice of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, stop. So I stood still, and he said, look behind you, and I looked behind, and I saw my shadow really, really short, and the Lord uh, said to me, he said, how close would you have to walk to me? Walk with me to stay in my shadow. And my shadow was in this position right here. I said, Lord, I would have to stand right behind you. And the time you took a step, I would have to step in your shadow. The Lord said, that is exactly how close you're going to have to walk with me to enter in to that that I'm bringing forth and to be able to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide 
in the shadow of the Almighty. I don't know about you, but I don't want to know God afar off. I don't want to be away from Him. I don't want to be afar off from Him. I want to be nigh unto my God. I want to walk in the center of His will, and I want to abide in that secret place of the Most High. I want to do His will. I want to know His voice. I want to have my understanding enlightened. I want to be led of the Spirit of God and know His leadership. Know where He's leading us and what He's doing at this time. You know, the Word of God tells us in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, and the first verse, it says, To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. And I believe we are entering into a season and a time for a visitation of the greatest move of God that's ever come to the earth. The book of Acts had its visitation, but that was the former reign. We are now being made ready to enter in to something that's going to go beyond what fell at Pentecost. I keep trying to tell people that was the beginning. That was the foundation. That was just the beginning of what God wants to do. Get ready, church. Get ready, children, for a visitation, for a working of the Holy Ghost, for a moving of God's Spirit. And prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves for God to use you in the days we're entering into because mighty is the soul saver and deliverance revival. And we're going to need laborers in the church. You know, Jesus said that the harvest, the fields are white. The harvest is already the harvest. It's out there, but we need laborers in this harvest. We need people gifted and anointed that can bring forth this gospel of the kingdom that can minister to lives. And once those lives come to the church, then are brought into the church, then you need helps and governments. You need uh, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. You need those five ministries for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We need helps and governments and diversities of tongues. We need all these things in the church, children. That was listed in 1 Corinthians 12. The whole chapter talks about gifts and helps and governments and healings and miracles. We need these things operating in the body of Christ. So we need to pray that the Lord will send forth labors into the harvest. Uh, I see that our, <coughs> excuse me, that our time is getting away from us again. So I thank you for listening. And I'm asking you to do your very best to support this broadcast. Stand with us financially. Help keep this broadcast on the air. Uh, if you will make a donation in the name of World Revivals, it is a tax-deductible uh, donation. We are listed as a charitable organization. Make your donations in the name of World Revivals and mail them to World Revivals, P.O. Box 1618, Conyers, C O N Y E R S, Georgia 
30012. You can go on our website, mansentfromgod.org. M-A-N-S-E-N-T-F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G. There is a way to contribute there by debit and credit card. So you can do that. You can send us a letter, a money order. Send us your prayer request. Let us know that you believe what God is speaking and what God is doing. We're seeing great signs, wonders, miracles, great deliverance. And we are at the church at LJ, located at 90 Garland Drive. That's about six and a half miles out Big Creek Road on the left. At the corner of Big Creek Road in Garland Drive, we are there right now just for the one service at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. We are looking uh, for a great visitation each and every day. We come in, we go to prayer. Sometimes we preach, sing, shout. Sometimes we just sit down and have Bible study and study the Word of God. So we want to encourage you. Come be with us. Come worship with us. Keep us in your prayers. Pray for our nation. Pray for our government. And every one of you, please go vote as the Spirit of God leads you the right person to put in office. Thank you for listening. We look for you again at the same time next week. May God bless you.